The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. in a room with a painted glass in front of them talking sports on a Tuesday on a rainy day in Pittsfield. It's another episode of WTBR Sports Talk thrown into the zone. Coming right at you. Give us a call right now. 413-445-5943 on a rainy day here in Pittsfield. Let's go, people! everybody all right welcome to another edition of Cronin the Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM sitting to me on the opposite side of the glass Mr. Sean Cronin good morning sir how are you good morning to you sir very well how about yourself I'm great what a great weekend oh my god I got to see uh Van Morrison on Saturday and last night I got to see Ringo I mean and not my cat I'm talking about the Ringo the Ringo <laughs> star so yeah so soon I went to uh uh, see Van Morrison, we had amazing seats. He looked fantastic. He sounded great. The band was amazing. Wearing this gorgeous white suit and hat. So, uh, yeah, we went uh, the other night. We had so much fun. And then, uh, thank you, Suze, <laughs> if she's listening. And uh, then, we uh, last night, my buddy Jimmy came up from Jersey, and we all went to see Ringo, and it was amazing. We has, I mean, what a band. Steve Lukather on guitar. Edgar Winter stole the show on piano and saxophone and uh, Warren Ham on percussion and everything. And then Amish Stewart from AWB and uh, Colin Hay from, from Men at Work. It was just such a so much fun. And they did all their, you know, their own songs. And, of course, Ringo did a lot of his own songs and some Beatles stuff. It was fantastic, though. So uh, it was great. Got some great shots. And it was, it was fun. It was really fun. So a good weekend. And then we start with the rain on Tuesday. So... Shot, okay. Shots of what? Jack Daniels? Vodka? I would have needed to see Ringo star. I can't stand Ringo, but that's nah, okay. He's awesome. You know what? Let me tell you something. I think he's the one that really kept the Beatles together, you know, and kept them, kept them going. You know, you get those four guys in one room for a long time. So, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a great show, though. They really did an amazing job. Edgar Winter sounded fantastic. They all sounded great. I mean, Colin Hay sounds just like Men at Work. I mean, from, uh, from his earlier days, so it was pretty fantastic. Was that the, their song with the Land Down Under? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. love that song. Yeah, he played that last day. Well, they played the three big hits last day. Give me day. a Vegemite sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great tune. His range is still perfect, though. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, you know? And then, uh, yeah, so uh, we're playing uh, our band, uh, HB Funk. We're playing on Saturday at this big shindig. So come on down. It's Saturday at the, um, what is it, the uh, American Legion we're playing. In Dalton, so, In Dalton, yeah. Yep. It's a big party all day. We're playing between 5 and 6. We're just on for an hour. And then and then we have the Apple Squeeze the 25th at uh, Berkshire Classic Leather. 
uh, from 1 to 3 on the 25th. That'll be on a, on a Sunday. And then we're at M&M's in October uh, over at New Lebanon on October 1st. So, yeah, we're starting to heat up the schedule and stuff, and it's going to be fun. It's, yeah, it was a wonderful weekend. So, anyway. I'm taking my father to see you guys at the Apple Squeeze. There you go, him, yeah. Him, I told Absolutely. him about it the other day. He bring wants a chair. To go, so, yeah. yeah, bring ab- a nice chair. Absolutely. And, yeah, so 413-445-5943, number to call. Got to start with baseball. We're going to do our football thing today. I got to tell you something, though. I mean, Aaron Judge. I mean, what would the Yankees be without Aaron Judge? I mean, they scored two runs the other day. He's responsible for another home run. And yesterday, his 54th. They finally scored five runs, which is probably more runs than they scored in the last five games. I mean, the the lack of depth, the injuries. First of all, Rizzo, I think, is coming back um, tonight. Uh, game against um, Minnesota. He had what, like a, like some kind of injection in his back yeah, or yeah. something like that? I mean, yeah. this, it's like the walking wounded. I feel like it's like, it's like the dismembered knight in Monty Python. You get, uh, you know, you get uh, Benny's now out for a while. I mean, he swings the bat and breaks his wrist. Uh, it's unbelievable. The freak injuries on this team. John Carlos Stan hits a ball off his foot yesterday. He's day to day. He's hobbling. He's like four for his last 55 or whatever the hell <laughs> and then, he is. Then he swings his bat and falls over. Oh, my God. <laughs> guy's a disaster. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, this the beef. These guys are so beautiful. Beefed up for crying out loud, they get injured more than these little guys do. So, of course, the, the Yankee depth that consists of Marwin Gonzalez, who actually had a home run yesterday. I mean, Brian Cashman, I mean, you talk about $230 mess. I mean, this guy put together a team for that amount of money, and his depth is Kyle Gashioka and Marwin Gonzalez and Tim LaCastro hits 170. You see the bottom of that order? It's amazing. So, since the All Star break, uh, Judge has hit 21 homers. The rest of the team combined is at 32. Yeah, it's amazing. He's at 21 homers. I think the team, the other day, the stat was, it was the team batting average was 214 for the rest of the team with a 616 OPS yeah. and 30 home runs. I mean, it's it, you can't make it up. The pitching's been pretty good. I mean, Domingo Homan pitched well the other night despite the home run in the seventh inning. You got a good start from Frankie Montaz, only five innings, of course, with this analytic third time around the order crap, which I can't stand. And uh, then you had uh, a few other uh, players pitch well. I mean, you know, it's it's not a bad pitching staff. It's not a great pitching staff. You know, Cole pitched well, but he gives up the big home run, you know, in, in the worst spots, the big runs in the worst spots with Cole, you know. So we'll see. But, I mean, they got to get healthy. I mean, you're not going to win with this line. It's ridiculous. And then the Red Sox win five in a row, and now they're eight and a half out. I think they're done. What do you think? I mean, it's just, I mean. There, there, there's no way they're coming back. Like, you know, I was watching, uh, actually, now they're nine back. Yeah. Okay, so I was watching uh, base, uh, the Baseball Network channel this morning, and uh, they show that division leaders, wild card leaders, and then in the hunt, and the Red Sox are not one of the teams that they put in the hunt anymore. So they're done. I mean, that amazes they, they, me. They'd have to win every single game the isn't, rest of the way through, and then every other team would have to lose every game, yep. basically. Just realistically, that's what would have to happen. Right. Isn't it amazing, though, how every year they have a great year, then they have a bad year. Then they have a good year, then they have a bad year. It's like it's up and down. Really. Every other year. And with this, and most of the time with the same personnel. With different general managers it's been. There's been success. There's been failure. There's been last place finishes, and then all of a sudden, you know, the next year they're winning the World Series. And last year, they came within, what, one or two games of the World Series and, and really, Cord did a great job. And this year, everything went kablooey with, the, uh, obviously, the leaving of, Mar- you know, of uh, Erod to Detroit. That was a great move, right? Good personal move for Erod, right? <laughs> and then he Let's go to the then... worst team besides the Yankees in the second half of baseball, right? Okay. And he disappears for three months from Detroit because he had marital problems, but I doubt that's the reason he probably, the water probably got to him in that city, you know? <laughs> he was hanging out with Kerry Irving, that's why, so. So, this is the, the only, the, the thing with the Red Sox, yeah. If I can just get this real fast yeah, here. Yeah, of course. Think about Heimboom's pitching staff, starting rotation that he assembled for this season. Okay. 
He signs Michael Walker to a seven million dollar one year. Who's been their best pitcher? He's ten and one with a two five eight ERA. The guy's been it's been a revelation, but he had a five oh five ERA last year. So I question that. Okay, Nate Evaldi, two Tommy John surgeries. Rich Hill, forty two years old. James Paxton, they signed to a, a one year deal with a two year option. Okay. Every start, and Nick Pavetta, who is a, a fifth, he's he's a good number five guy to have in your rotation because his ERA is in the mid fours usually. But to have him be your number two, I mean, this rotation was assembled with guys with injuries and underperformance and inconsistent track records. Who does and, that sound and then, like? And then they were counting on Chris Sale to come back, and Chris Sale uh, fractures his rib cage, and you know, before the season started, before before. The lockout ended pitching at Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast College, whatever, doing his own spring training. And uh, and then he comes back, and one start later, he breaks his pinky. Right. It wasn't his fault to get hit by a line drive. But basically, the starting rotation, here's a stat for you. Nick Pavetta is the only pitcher that in this rotation that has made every start this year. And he's going to miss his next start because he got hurt in his last start. So <laughs> it's 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 been a dumpster fire. It's been a disaster this doesn't year. It ama- doesn't it amaze you, though, how... With all this analytics and with all this rest and with all this BS, this nonsense, all these guys get hurt now. Guys get hurt when I was younger, but not like today. It's just ridiculous. These five-inning pitchers, which I can't stand watching these guys pitch five innings, and the manager's like, okay, you've given up one run, or no, no, you've given up no runs and one hit, but we're going to take you out in the fifth inning because the third time around the order says that you're going to give up a higher percentage of hits. I mean, I've seen the stats with third time around the order, but it's ruining baseball. Not every pitcher has to be removed about the third time around around the order okay it's just it's so annoying to watch you watch two guys battling and and now which brings me to Monty pitching for the Cardinals right now I think he's five and one so I don't know what the Yankees are going to do obviously they got to get guys back and the Mets the Mets win two out of three against the Dodgers then they lose two out of three to Washington and outscored what 14 to two in two straight games so tonight they start a series with Pittsburgh and see if the Mets can turn things around a little bit. I'm not worried about the Mets. Now, look, their depth, I think they did a bad job at the, at the trading deadline. I think Epler did a bad job. He went out and got a bunch of stiffs. I mean, to me, Daniel Vogelbach, <laughs> you know, Ruff, is ter- Ruff has been terrible for them. Maybe you should spell his name R-U-F-F instead of R-U-F. R-U-F looks, looks better. Ruff. Vogelbach, you and I could both fit into one of his pant legs. <laughs> Guy's huge. <laughs> He's funny to watch run the bases. Oh my god, he looks like he, he, he looks like what was his name? I'm thinking the guy from Philadelphia, the guy who used to do the ba- baseball games. Cruck? Yeah, he looks like yeah. Cruck's photo negative, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like a photo negative of John Cruck. I mean, <laughs> anyway, four one three four four five five nine four three. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin with you on another Tuesday at WTBR eighty nine point seven FM. We're here every Tuesday. At 10 o'clock at this spot, so uh, please give us a call. We'll talk anything you want. We're going to do some NFL for sure. All right, so I can't talk any baseball right now. I mean, I'm just, like, so sick of the Yankees. They make me want to vomit. And thank God they got five runs. That kind of falafel hits all home run. How do you like Donaldson yesterday? Donaldson's such a clown. He argues with a guy. He argues with a pitcher the other day who strikes him out. <laughs> then yesterday, he lazily hits a fly ball, which becomes a single off the wall, but he decides to admire it, thinking it's a home run and gets caught at second base. And Boone gives him a little tap in the dugout. That's good. Good boy. Okay, so you, so you got lazy. And you, I mean, Boone just has throws no accountability at anybody. He really doesn't. He just doesn't. I can't stand him. I can't stand Cashman. I don't know who I can't stand even more than those guys. I, I, mean, don't, I don't. I don't. I think... can't stand it anymore. The two of them. Now let me ask you a question, right? If at the end of the year the Yankees were either going to fire Boone or fire Cashman, if they had to pick one, who would you think would be the one? I don't think they're both going. 
I don't think either one of them are going to go. But if they had to, which one do you think would be the top choice? I don't think either one are going, but who I'd like to see go, I'd like to see Cashman go. And because, to me, Boone is a puppet. You can't tell me that Aaron Boone is putting Aaron Judge up first in a lineup. You can't tell me through a guy with three generations of baseball that is going and making these ridiculous lineups. I mean, they're absurd. You're putting your power-hitting guy who has 110 RBIs and 53 home runs, and you're sticking him first in the lineup? How does that make any sense? What, <laughs> what is there, ants in front of the plate? They're going to score in front of him? I mean, how does that work? How does that work? I, I don't get it. I just, uh, this analytical nonsense. Anyway, I got, I got to talk about football. So let's talk about football because it's coming up Sunday. I'm excited about the season. I'm actually excited about the Giants season because I don't know what to expect. I really don't. That's how I feel about the Patriots. I don't know what to expect either. We got defensive coordinators calling plays on offense now and special teams coaches calling offensive plays. So I don't know what the hell to expect either. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really don't. So I'm looking here. I'm looking at the... Um, I'm looking over, first of all, like at the entire NFL. So let's go through the you want to go through the divisions, then we can go through the sure. individual schedule. Okay. Yeah. So let's look at the let's look at the eight. Let's look at uh, what do you want to look AFC first? Sure. Okay. So all right. So this is my I got the Bills going thirteen and four. I got the Dolphins going nine and eight. I actually got the Dolphins improving. You know, obviously with with you know the additions of, of some of some really good ball players. Tyree Kill. Especially Tyree Kill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. So I think they're going to be a pretty good team. Not a bad defense. We'll see a first-year coach, you know. I don't know much about the guy, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I got the Pats going like 9. I still think the Pats are going to have a winning season. What, you don't think the Pats are going to have a winning season? I, I have them around 9-10 wins. Okay. I and mean, I think that their, their, their schedule gets a little tougher as the season goes on. I mean, yeah, they do play Green Bay Week 4, but right. then they get, they get you know, Detroit in there. Right. They get the Jets twice. Yep. They play the Bears. So, you know, they have some games that they should be able to figure their stuff exactly. out. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think that um, Belichick – is is stupid enough to not have a play call? I mean, I think he's going to be heavily involved in the offensive play calling this year. Um, you know, I'm going to let Matt Patricia uh, call the plays. And, uh, he's never once. It's one voice that will not attempt because you do that so well. So, but the thing I also look at is like, you know, this is something that I, I don't. I've never seen happen before, where a defensive coordinator calls the plays on offense. Well, um, I look at it this way: uh, he did. He didn't. He was a head coach for a couple of years and. Uh, I don't get it either. Matt but, Patricia but, you know, was so bad as a coach in Detroit. Yeah. Maybe defensive coordinator. Maybe this is a, this could become a new trend where they look at it and say, well, I know that team's defense up and down, so I'm going to call an offense that they can't stop. I mean, that's the only rationale that I could come up with. Other than that, I don't know. And Joe Judge gets to play in New England again. It's like they felt bad for him. It's like, come on, Joe. Come on. We know you sucked as a coach for the Giants. Come on. We'll bring you back. Look how great you did. Of, oh look how great of a God. job you did with Daniel Jones. Let's have you come ruin another Jones. Well, come on back and ruin this Jones. <laughs> Too okay. Let's turn Mac Just into Danny. <laughs> all right. So all right, the Jets. All right, no Zach, and we got maybe. old man. Maybe, and we have, of course we have old man Joe Flacco starting. They got a good defense. I mean, their front seven's pretty good. You know, they got Carl Lawson back. Obviously, Jermaine Johnson his first year. I who's, absolutely love who's taken so late in the draft. I mean, he's taken the first round, but really late in the first round, which I was shocked at. And he got Sauce. And he got so I love Sauce. I can't wait to see Sauce play. I mean, he is the man. I mean, he's he really is an exciting player to watch. So I look at them defensively and say, you know what? They're going to hang in some games. Offensively, I go, um, you know, some, maybe a little bit of trouble on the offensive line, perhaps not much. Running backs are pretty good. 
the young, the young, obviously the young receiver from Ohio State. You know, exciting player to watch. So I mean, and they just picked up that tight end from the from the Bengals, right? So who, I mean, who, that might help Zach Wilson now yeah. when he gets back. He can lean on the tight end, you know, up the middle, right? You know, start throwing some short, you know, yeah. short range passes and like start, you know, what I th- I'm not, I'm not sold completely on Robert Sala as a head coach. We'll see, you know, what I'm saying. But to me, you got to do what, what Belichick did with Mac Jones last year. Just gradually get him, you know, to, to feel comfortable in the pocket. Feel comfortable. Don't put all the emphasis on him, you know what I'm saying? So he didn't want all the pressure on him. He just uh, <laughs> took it easy, let, let the game uh, run. And, uh, we need some NFL calls here. I try to get my buddy Evan on to, to talk NFL because nobody talks to Patriots like he does. I mean, he's a Patriots in and out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, looking at, looking at the Jets, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, they have a good defensive team. They have some good young rookies. They have good talent on offense. I mean, it's really up to the quarterback position right now. They could win some games. I got them winning t- seven games. I think that's yes, no, less. I, I like seven games. Okay. I was thinking six to seven this okay. year. I All think right. they're going to be better than okay. they were last year. Especially, I think their defense has a chance to make a difference and win them a game or two. Well, that's I what think I think. They, they have their, that good of a defense. Like, yeah. That's what you said. But I think their defense could win them a couple of games. I do. I do. A turnover I think, yeah. or something like that. I think they have a really good – I think they have there's some veteran guys. I mean, obviously they have – you know, some veterans guys that are there, so that's the thing, you know. So anyway, uh four one three four four five five nine four three. So let's look at the AFC North. The Rave I got the Ravens and the Bengals kind of competing for it. I got I, the Bengals I, a step above the you Ravens. Have the, okay, yeah. I got the Rave I got both teams at eleven and six, but it could be, you know, either way. Both good quarterbacks, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow's the man. It all depends on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's if he all can about stay, Lamar. If he, can, if he can stay on the field. Right. You know, then and, and, and the style that he plays that scares right. me. So Kenny Pickett's gonna sit now. Trubisky. Trubisky's going to be the starting quarterback. Biscuit time in Pittsburgh. Steelers, I got them going 9-8. and eight. They still got them with a winning record. Yeah. They have defense, they special teams, you know. They've never gone under 500 under, under Tomlin, and I don't see it happening this yeah. year either. And then no. I got the Browns, who I think are going to suffer, obviously, with the loss of Deshaun, and now Baker Mayfield's not there, and he's in Carolina. So who's starting for them? Jacoby Jack- Brissett. Yeah, Brissett. Okay. So Brissett, eh, you know, I've seen him play for the Colts, obviously play for the Patriots. I got them at seven and ten. I think they're they still have a solid running game, but you know I don't think that with the teams in that division, I think they're just not as good. So I got the Browns winning seven games. AFC South. I think Matt Ryan's gonna have a really good year. I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. I, I like the Colts. The, I, I picked the Colts yeah. to win that division because they were a Carson Wentz bad game away oh, from man. going to the playoffs right, last year. So. Right. So yeah, I like the Colts. I like the running game, obviously, and their defense isn't too bad. And then I got the Titans coming in at nine and eight. I don't think the Titans are gonna be as good as this year. So yeah, I don't think they're. Gonna, I I think uh, the league has figured out Ryan Tannehill. Right, he's just not that good. I don't think he's that good either. And then they traded away AJ Brown, who yeah. was their best wide receiver, which right. I, I don't understand why that happened. Right. And then Julio Jones is in Tampa Bay now. Right, so, so they lost the, a lot of weapons. Right, they lost their weapons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're not to me. They're not as good as a, a team. They're not as deep, obviously, offensively. And then I have the Jags. The Jags will improve. I think second year he'll be a better quarterback. I think I got him at six and eleven. And the Texans, I think, are just going to be a disaster. Well, the thing with the Jags is, yeah. I mean, they were doomed from the start last year with that clown Irvin Meyer oh, taking yeah. over. You know, I think Doug Peterson is going to bring some respect to that oh, yeah. to that Absolutely. locker room. Absolutely. He has a way of bringing out the best in players. Like, look, he got Nick Foles to win a Super Bowl. So, exactly. And Trevor Lawrence right. is not Nick Foles. You know, so right. Trevor Lawrence experienced some growing pains last year, and I don't think the Urban Meyer coaching situation helped him no, at all. No, it didn't help at all. It's it was it's just it's a it was he was there too long. Let's put it this way. Way too it, long. Way too long. So. And then, of course, uh, you got the AFC West, which I think is the best division in all of football. And I have, you know, I guess I'm prejudiced because I like the Chargers, but I got the Chargers winning the division at 12 and 5. They have a ton of talent, but let's be honest. I mean, Staley drives me nuts. I mean, Staley could be the difference between them winning a division and not winning a division because of his decision making sometimes, which is just 
literally ludicrous at times. I mean, you just shake your head at some of the decisions he makes. I, I mean, I, I got Kansas City winning the winning the division just because until they don't, okay. you know, that's just the reason. And and it came down to me thinking about that Staley. How many times this year is he going to go for it on fourth and seven? I like the Chargers' defense better this year. You got Khalil Mack. They join him, and, and, and uh, the, well, who's the guy from the Patriots that they got? J.C. Jackson. Oh, J.C. Jackson. He's right. a little banged up at the yeah, moment, but yeah. But I mean, he's going to help for sure. Their secondary last year was pitiful. It really was. I mean, there were games where they just let teams go directly down the field and lose games at the end of games because they're just not a particularly good defense. So you figure with the additions of Khalil Mack and Abbaso, obviously Joey Bosa on the outside. I mean, you know, they got there's some defensive studs there. So we'll see, but. Uh, you know, like again, I you know this coach drives me nuts. And then I have the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to have a really good year. I think I think Wilson's going to play really well. I think it'll be very much improved that team. And then of course the Raiders. Uh, I got the Raiders at nine and eight. I just don't think the Raiders are that good. I think Carr's okay, but I'm I'm, I'm not crazy about the Raiders. But we'll see. It's funny. I have the Raiders as, uh, having a better year than Denver. Do you? I, and I have okay. uh, I have both of them making the playoffs though. Both the Broncos and the Raiders? Yeah, I have them as wildcard teams. So wait, the Chiefs and the Chargers are not making the, the Chiefs are going to make all four teams? Oh, I'm get, sorry. Oh. Wait a minute. I got I got the Chargers and the and the Raiders making the playoffs. I have Denver on the bubble right now. What about the Chiefs, though? They're gonna the make... Chiefs, I have them winning the division. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, so I think three teams out of oh, that division could potentially okay, that, make that, the uh, I, playoffs I, this yeah, year. Yeah, right, because you got the Jags, Jags and Texans. You got the Browns, right? And you got the. I was going to say. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because there's definitely going to be improvement in some of the some of the other teams, you know. But but you're right. Yeah, I mean, that could be a team with three three teams going to the playoffs. And then I look at the dreaded MC East. <laughs> you know, I've been hearing everybody picking Philly, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't like Jalen Hurts. I just don't. I don't think he's that good. I really don't think he's that good. I I still think Dallas has a ton of talent, even though they lost a few players. But I still think they have a ton of talent. They have a good defense. It's all about Dak Prescott. It really is. I picked yeah. Philly. You picked Philly? Just because I like the trend to continue. I think it's going to be an 18th straight year where the same team does not wow. win the division twice in a row. It's been 18 years. I heard so that's, that stat. That's the only the reason day. I picked Philly. Heard that stat the other Yeah, I, I, I still like, I don't know. It's a good, I, I like Dallas to win the division. I think Philly will be second. Now I'm looking at D.C. and I'm going, okay, D.C. and the Giants. Now D.C.'s got. You know, some talent, obviously. They have another quarterback playing now. I mean, it's Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, I'm not big on Carson Wentz, though, you know? Like, why didn't they let the backup quarterback? He was pretty good last year, you know? Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. And they paid him. Yeah, and Heineke's like eight pretty million good, bucks. right? Yeah. You could do a Heineken commercial. Heineke and Heineken. It'd be pretty <laughs> 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 you know, Beer and beer and football. And then, you know, so I picked D.C. at like 7 and 10. I'm being, you know what, it's wishful thinking with me with the Giants. A lot of player personnel differences. Obviously, you look on offense. Look, Daniel, it's all about Daniel Jones. And he's had a good preseason. Saquon in the backfield. Williams in the backfield. They have some depth at running back. Obviously, you got the two young tight ends. They're, they're, I mean, they got a ton of receivers. They really do. The question is, will they stay healthy? Daniel Jones' biggest problem, and it started in college, was his accuracy. He was a 60% completion percentage thrower at Duke. And That's it's, a dude, it's continued into into the NFL. I mean, if they can get him to be a little more accurate with his throws, to, and he's also got to get rid of the ball quicker. Well, I mean, of he holds on to yeah. that ball, and and also, you know, if he does break free and try, you know, no one around him, don't fall trying to run into the end zone. That was one of the most embarrassing. <laughs> no one, no one within twenty yards of him, and he falls. Oh, remember over. that when he fell? Yeah, he tripped <laughs> over his own feet. Yeah, it was classic Daniel Jones. I mean, they you look, you look at the receivers. They got Shepard, Galladay, Tony, uh, Wondell Robertson, Dar- uh, Darius Slater, and um, they got a guy. Guy, I always laugh. Named Richie James. They go, Richard James. I always think of like Eddie Murphy. Yes, my name is Richard James. Remember, he's in the Gun Club. <laughs> 
Right? That, yes, Charles Bronson gave me this bullet. He's a friend of the family. You know, it's like. And then another guy that I really love is David Sills, the fifth, who's a really good little player, you know. So, and then, uh, you know, on defense, they cut. I was shocked when they did this, and I realized why. But Blake Martinez got cut the other day. And I was shocked because to me, he was the leader of the defense. But. With Wink Martindale, it's a little bit different scheme now, coming off that injury. So it's a real blitz packaging injury. You know, that's the problem. And that's the you have a you have a blitz packaging injury. Somebody keeps walking in here with a guitar. Yeah. We're gonna try to lock the yeah. door here. Yep. It's amazing to me. And uh it, it just amazes me how, you know, how people that know that I'm on the air decide to call me while I'm on the air, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm on the air now, folks. There's a great it's only an hour a week there, pal. There's a great button on your phone. It's called the silent button. Exactly. You, you, yeah, know, exactly, you turn the exactly, ringer off. Right, exactly. You know, it just, uh, it's really frustrating sometimes when people do that, especially right. if they know I'm doing a radio program. Anyway. The division that I'm the most curious about is the NFC South. Okay. You know, with, with uh, Tampa, New Orleans, right. Carolina. Yep. I think that uh, I think New Orleans could could sneakily be really good if Jameis Winston can stay healthy and play. He's getting Michael Thomas back. Uh, they've inserted a chip into his brain that, told, <laughs> that teaches him how to throw to the right team. He's not throwing nearly the amount of interceptions he used to throw. Uh, how focused is Tom Brady going to be this year? I think he'll be focused. I mean, he's a professional. You know that. He's, he's he, once he gets look, once he gets behind the center. I mean, it's it's Tom Brady. You know, they'll be fine. The Bucks will be fine. Now, obviously, it's a new coach who right. I never liked as a coach with the Jets. So, I mean, we'll see how Bowles does. You know, yeah, Scott certainly has more talent. They might have some issues on the defense a little bit this year. You know, but um, it's Brady's team now. But it's yeah, it's Brady's team exactly. He can do what he wants to do. It's always been his team, really. I mean, even though he and Bruce Arians, you know. He still has Byron Leftwich's coordinator, which I don't. Brady doesn't need a coordinator. I was but. shocked that Byron Leftwich didn't get a, get in a head coaching job because I think he definitely deserves one one of these days. So. And uh, Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City, yeah, he well, deserves one. Yeah, well, we all know why. Sometimes, you know, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is that some of that stuff plays into to, into um, into account. And some doesn't sometimes, you know. Yep. But I think we should just, you know, I think we need to get rid of this. We need to be colorblind and just, you know, uh, he'll hire people based on their credentials and not upon their ethnicity or their color or their, you know, their their sexual orientation or whatever. I think people just need to start looking at people as people. But anyway, um, yeah, just one thing more about the Giants. You know, I think the thing with the Giants is that you look at their schedule. We'll go up the schedules after. But, I mean, I sure. think looking at it, it's like, could they win seven, eight games? If they can win eight games, I'll be happy. If they can win seven games, I'll take it this season. Honestly, I see improvement of Brian Dable. I see the way that he organizes. I see just the way he runs a camp and everything else. And I like the guy. I think he's solid. So we'll see. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the giant linebacking core. I really don't. I think they're weak. I think they're better at secondary, especially with Dari Jackson now come, you know, coming back. And um, Darnay Holmes is a pretty good player. So they got some guys, you know, their corners. You know they got, but they got a young rookie linebacker McFadden who's going to play. They got some guys in there, but I don't. I still think they're small linebacker. But on their outside, they got Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Aziz Ojolari. Now I don't think Thibodeau's playing first game because of the MCL. So, um, so we'll see what happens. What the, who they're going to fill in with some some depth there. So it's a it's a whole turnover of the Giants. But anyway, um, so let's get back to the NFC South. You were saying the Saints now. I picked them at nine and eight. I picked the Bucks to win the division. I picked the Panthers at seven and ten with Baker, and then the Falcons. The Falcons could win eight games. They could win six games. I mean, I don't know. I think the Falcons are only going to win about three or four games. I think Marcus Mariota is yeah, not a good NFL quarterback. I know he's not. I know. I mean, he's got Kyle Pitts, who's a great right. player, but you got to be able to yeah. get the ball to him. Smith is a good. He's a good. I think he's a pretty good young coach. You know, I think I think that he's done. A, he did a good job. Pretty good job last year, but. Yeah, I don't know. You, they could be worse. I don't know. You think they're worse than six and eleven? I do. Okay, I'm, 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 wow. I got them at three, four wins. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I like Carolina. I think Carolina could win eight or nine games. Do I think, think Baker so? is a remarkable improvement. Remarkable improvement. <laughs> Anything's better than, Anything's better than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. God. And then, of course, uh, of course, we got the NFC North we didn't talk about. The pack I got 12 and 5. I got many at 10 and 7. Could be worse, could be better. I don't love the Vikings. You know, I'm not crazy about their coaching staff. Uh, the Lions, I think they're going to improve. I think they're going to improve. I watched Hard Knocks this year, which was oh, yeah, featured yeah, the Lions. Yeah, yeah. And man, Motor City Dan Campbell. I love that guy. Well, man. yeah, he was a giant. I loved him when he played for the Giants. He was tough as nails, you know? He's a tough guy. So I'm rooting hard for Dan, hoping that he's going to win some games. So I like him. I, I got them winning six games, and then the Bears, are, to me, are just a disaster. I have the Bears winning five games. I had the Bears winning like three or four games also. I think okay. the Bears and the Falcons, I think, are the two worst teams in the league, and the Texans. What's three. happened to the Bears, man? You know, it's just like. It, upper management has just been a problem. Drafting's been a problem. Everything. I don't think Justin Fields is any good. You know, it's 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 the curse of we'll the Ohio see. State quarterbacks. Yeah. No, no Ohio State quarterback. Can you think of any and go, wow, that guy was great in college. He was great as a pro. No. I can't. None, none come I, to mind. I go back to Arch Leister, you know, and he was terrible as a, as a quarterback, too. But, uh, yeah, I go way back to the Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right. But I'm, I'm just curious how he's going to play. I don't know. You know, I saw him play in college. I liked him. How he does in the pros, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's an unproven guy yet, so we'll see. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how he does. And then, obviously, in the West, I think the Rams are still the best team in the NFC. I really do, in terms of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, so I like them to go 12-5 and five or even 13-4. and four. The 49ers, you know, they get back Debo. Um, and, you know, they have the young quarterback. I guess Garoppolo signed out. They, they kept Garoppolo, which yeah. I think he's going to be starting for them come week five or six. I, so? I, I do. I think he's the better quarterback. Okay. I haven't seen enough of the young guy. I really haven't seen enough of him. Trey Lance has Trey Lance. played six games last year, started two of them, and he didn't really. I saw one, actually. I saw one last year they played. As yeah. you know, Adam Shine on yeah. Sirius XM would say, you know, Lance needs to dance or it's Jimmy G's turn. You right. know? If Lance right. can't dance, then the Niners are going nowhere. <laughs> like Sands can't dance. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of what should I call John Fogarty. He wrote that song about Saul Sands. <laughs> Zans can't dance, but steal your money, right? All the years he didn't play Creedence songs on stage. Anyway, give us a call, 413-445-5943. Love to hear from you at 1030. We're going to take a break in a couple minutes. But right before we do, uh, Cardinals, they're a mystery to me. Who I, knows? I, I don't know. I have them at 9 and 8. And then uh, the Seahawks, boy. Geno <laughs> Smith. Gino. He inspires confidence, doesn't Gino. he? Geno. The only reason that... <laughs> The only reason that Eli Manning did not play every game of his career and start was the great Geno Smith. We're putting Geno in. Let's not get the young quarterback in. Let's put a guy in who stunk with the Jets, bring him to the Giants and play him. I could not believe when they played Geno Smith. Now, the one, the, the one question I have about the Seahawks is, why does 72-year-old Pete Carroll really want to go through a rebuild? Because this is a rebuild. Pretty much. I mean, the, it, Drew Locke is your other option who, you know, threw to everybody but the offense in, in, in uh, preseason. <laughs> in Denver. I like them in college, though. I like Drew. And he beat the Patriots a couple years ago. He looked like he looked like freaking John Elway out there, then, you know. But I don't know. I think they're going to be terrible, terrible team. I, I, I like the Rams. They're my Super Bowl pick. Oh, you think they're going to win back-to-back? I do. I think they're wow. going to be the first team to do it since New wow. England. Wow, it's tough. Do. Yeah, my—, my uh... Yeah, you, you could. I mean, it could be that way. I, I don't know. I, I have the Bills and the Packers in the Super Bowl, but who knows? I, I have mean, Bills Rams. You have so, Bills Rams. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I certainly the you know Aaron Rodgers. What is he going to do in the playoffs? If they even if they have home field, you know, they took Devontae Adams. And they away lost from Ray. Him. And they have Devontae's gone. He's in. He's in uh, Vegas now. 
which is going to be an interesting combination watching him and uh, and Carr go about. And that's going to be a lot of bombs. It's going to be like the old days when I was a kid, you know, going with the Stabler going to Cliff Branch. Or if you go back further than that, Daryl LaMonica, the mad bomber, you go back way back into the uh, old uh, AFL with those guys. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I, the Bills to me, I still think are the best team in, in the, in the AFC, you know, whether, they, whether they play the way they're capable of playing, but uh, this is, to, this has got to be their year. This should have gone last year. They were coin toss. should have gone last, last year. year. Oh, that was ridiculous. That was the 13th. Stupid. Leslie Frazier should have been fired for that. Oh, don't put anybody on Kelsey. That's okay. Let Kelsey run down the field. That's fine. Don't touch him. Let him run. I mean, I could not, I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. And the fact that that guy kept his job was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. How do you not bump Kelsey at the line? You have 13 seconds left. Hold him. So you get penalized for a holding play. Big deal. I'm saying. So I, I did a, my, my three wild card picks and two bubble teams in each conference. Okay, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back and cool. we'll, we'll talk about it. All right. No problem. We'll be back. Uh, Cronin and the Sook uh, right here with you. Give us a call right now. 413-445-5943. We shall return right after these messages. See ya. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hello, Phil Tierney here. The host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. At Pittsville Community Television, we have a saying, anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. 
If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. You guys rock. WTBR. Back to Cronin and the Zuck here, and we have a caller. Let's see who we got here. We have a dial tone. tone. (laughs) Thanks for checking in there, dial tone. It's a dial tone. Good to hear from you. All right. It's a dial tone. There you go. That's about as good. That's about as much 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 information as we get from callers. A dial tone. There you go. Thanks a lot for that input. We really appreciate that. that. You really brought a lot to our show this morning. It's that sexy operator always I'm kidding that calls me in the middle of the night, right? It was the Dixie Cups and the String was playing a joke yeah, right. on us. Yeah, right. It was Ralph Ralph's phone, the Dixie Cups and Strings. <laughs> right. That's right. Like the shell when you hear let put the shell in your ear and you hear the ocean, right? The same nonsense as the two strings and the Dixie Cups. 413-445-5943. People call me during the break, they don't realize I'm my own producer for crying out loud, you know? <laughs> I gotta run the board here. I gotta run the mics, you know. That's why someday, Sean, we're going to be a huge, giant studio in a giant building, you know, right, with uh, with our own T-shirts and stuff, you know, and uh, 40,000 callers, right? We'll keep on dreaming right now, right? So, anyway, 413-445-5943 for somebody who just called. You can call again. So, all right. So, you wild started cards. talking about the wild cards and the divisions and everything. We'll go through the schedules of, of the teams and so forth. So, go ahead. Be my guest. Well, for the wild card, I mean, you and I pretty much agreed on the divisions. Yeah. You know, I got Baltimore the Chargers and the Raiders as my three wildcard teams. I have Denver on the bubble. I think that they could they could sneak in there. And, you know, probably because of my bias as a fan, I put the Patriots on the bubble because I think the Patriots could win 10 games or I think they could win six games. It just all depends on Mac Jones's year two development. If they can actually call plays on offense... You know, so I, I have those as those are my teams in the AFC. Well, don't you think the offensive playbook is going to be basically a lot of the same as last year, and even under you know McDaniel's that it's going to be the same type of thing. With they the said Patriots. they're doing a lot of things different this year. Oh wow, okay. So that's going to be interesting to see. Interesting. They run the ball well. If they can run the ball well, I mean that's you know Mac looks good in play action. Same thing with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is better in play passing than he is straight back, drop back, or, or shotgun. He's much better in play passing, and I'd like to see the Giants do more of that this season. Is put him in, put him in play pass, but you have to run the ball well. Like Saquon has to run the ball, Williams has to run the ball well. If they don't want to, you know, run well, then the play passing is, you know, is for naught. So the Patriots have 17 running backs on their roster, like they do every year. So they, they should be a lot of running, and you know, I, I think that the uh, running backs are going to get involved in pass catching, little short screen passes. Right. You're going to see like the early days of Brady, the dink and dunk. So take a look at the Pats' schedule. Let's go through the Pats' schedule. Yeah. Okay. So they open with Miami this okay. coming Sunday, right. and then they are – where did it go? Right here. Um, Miami, then Pittsburgh. So Miami thinks a win? Is that on the road? No, I, I don't know about that, if they're going to win that game. That's a, that's a tough that – Miami always plays the Patriots tough, especially especially do. down in South Florida. Oh, I know they do. And then week two, they have Pittsburgh. Week three, Baltimore. And week four, they have the Packers. Okay. So, so those are the first four. Wow. So that's – Okay, so if you're looking at those first four games, what are you thinking? The Pittsburgh's at home, right? I mean, I could see the Patriots going one and three in those games. Pitt, the pit the pit games at home. That's the opening game, right? No, it's at the oh, it's Steelers. At, oh, so they're two games on the road two at the beginning. Back to wow. back road back games. Back, I thought it was Oak. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they have Baltimore and uh, Green Bay at home. At home. Yeah. Wow. 
I think they I think they can beat Baltimore at home. I think they can beat the Pack at home. I think they can beat anybody if they run the ball while keeping uh you know keeping uh, the quarterback off the field. Then they have Lions, the Browns, game. Bears, and Jets after that, so they should be able to pad their uh, wins after the first. They get a tough first three weeks. Yeah, first tough four weeks. Excuse right. me. So you figure okay? So let's say they split. Let's say they split those games, which is two and two. Let's say they go one and three and two and two. I mean, they could go one and three. If they go one and three, then you got the next four games are fairly winnable games. So they started last season two and four. Right, right. So there you go. Okay, so and Belichick always says we don't start playing football till November. You know, okay. once the weather gets a little colder, <laughs> you know, that's when we, uh, we know what we have as a team, and there's still some things we have to do well, and uh, some things that we don't do well, some things we have to learn. So. <laughs> do you think that guy ever gets excited about anything? It's New Year's Eve. Let's party. Yeah, there you go. Partying with Bill. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so what we got? So we got the Lions, Browns, Bears, and Jets. Okay, you know they beat the Jets all the time. So the Lions, Bears, Browns, and Jets, those are winnable games. I think they're going to – I think they go 4-0 and in those games. I really do. And, and then they have the Colts after that. Okay. And then the Jets again. Okay. Then they're at Minnesota. Okay. Buffalo. Buffalo, right. Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals. That's going to be a tough one. Wow. Wow, man. And the Dolphins, Bills. So the, the, the back half of their schedule is extremely difficult. Yeah. So I'm looking at it going realistically, yeah, I mean, it could be nine wins, could be eight wins, could be seven wins, could be ten wins. You know, they've been a very successful road team. I mean, I still think they're a winning team. I still think they could sneak into the playoffs, the possibility, except obviously, you know, we got that major division in the West, you know, with, with, the, with the Chargers and with the Raiders and Kansas City, and, and even Denver's going to be much improved this season with, with Wilson playing quarterback. So, yeah, I mean. I'm looking at the stretch, Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, those four games in a row, all 8 o'clock games. Oh, wow, okay. Well, they play Thanksgiving this year, they play right. Christmas Eve, and they play New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Kind of cool to have something yeah. to watch on those days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sick I, of the Cowboys and the friggin' Lions. I have, do I have to see the torturous Lions on, on Thanksgiving every every year? Can we stop the tradition? How about traditions of good good football games? i got to watch the Lions every year. My God. <laughs> can the Lions just be good one year so we can watch them and say, oh, yeah, the Lions are on. Hey, they're a pretty good team. <laughs> well, they say Jared Goff's having a hell of a camp. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. <laughs> Come on, man. Jared Goff. They said that. Uh, the other day I was watching uh, ESPN, or no, no, I'm sorry, I was listening to ESPN radio, right. and the guy says, you know, every once in a while a coach gets lucky with what falls in their lap. Like, look at Sean McVay, he got Jared Goff. Look at uh, Andy Reid, he got Patty Mahomes. I'm like, what is lucky about getting Jared Goff? I mean, I Sean McVay's lucky that they got Matt Stafford. He should be called Jared Goff because he, they never win. We got a call, okay. Let's take our first call. Hello, you're on WTBR Sports Talk with uh, Cronin the Zuck. Who am I talking to? Robbie, what's Oh, no, it's Mr. Wantage. It's Mr. Solo Cubs. It's Mr. Solo Cubs. Hello? Why, I sound distorted. <laughs> Slightly, but... <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me try, try a different tactic. Oh, my God. How does that sound? Worse? Worse? All right, because I had it on speakerphone. It's, it's... How was it? You sound, so, like, you sound like one of those bad... Uh, Traffic guys in the helicopter on TV. <laughs> it's like, like we used to do the old radio stations. This is very, very, very annoying. Let me, let me give it, let me give it a try. Let me step outside here. Let me step outside where the bears, where the bears can eat me. So I like much. to let be under they, the. Are sea. they digging sewers today out there? Is the smell all right? Yeah, the septic tank is in full bloom out here. Yes. <laughs> 
It sounds like he's talking like underwater. Okay the now? undersea world with Ralph Romeo. <laughs> I'd like to be under the sea with Ralph Romeo in the shade. Hey, uh, we saw Ringo last night. He was great, man. He's 82. And he's running off stage. The guy's so full of energy. If you were married to Barbara Bach, you would be too. I, I, I love Ringo. Pete Best is rolling in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pete Best was on Letterman one time, and David's like, well, sorry it didn't work out for you, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, what, is that the biggest mistake of all oh, time? Man. <laughs> Boy, poor Pete Best. He couldn't drum, though. That's the thing. He looked good. The girls loved him, but he couldn't drum like Ringo, so there you go. But anyway, so, yeah, we're talking a little NFL this morning, so we're doing our predictions. So we're, we're, trying, we're, getting, we're getting next to the, to the Jet, to the Jets, and then to the Giants, or the Giants to the Jets. So let's look at the Giants here. I was thinking, so what, how you doing, man? Did you watch the Mets this weekend? Well, you know, Dan, just a bit about the Giants. Daniel Jones can play on my team any day. If he had a coaching staff that knew how to utilize him, you'd have a good quarterback there. I think he's a good quarterback. Are we talking about the same Daniel Jones? <laughs> I, I like I like that. I like Daniel Jones. I don't know why, Sean. Why why do you why don't you like him? Because I think he's terrible. Well, that's a good reason. You he know? holds, he holds up. He holds on to the ball way too long. He makes bad mistakes. He's, I, he's, I just don't think he's a good quarterback. He's got a, bad accuracy problems. I mean, trips and falls over his feet when there's no one 20 yards around him. I, I just don't think he's very good. But if anybody's going to unlock his potential, it's their new coach, Brian Dable. I think, I think Daniel can have a good year. But like I said, the running game is so important. Like if Saquon Barkley and Williams run the ball well and they get, and they get you know, four or five yards per carry, then that opens up play passing. To me, Daniel Jones is better as a play-action passer than he is a straight drop quarterback or even a shotgun quarterback. And that will help his decision-making by putting him in play passes. But you have to run the ball. And also, obviously, the offensive line with the kids, you know, at both ends now is going to help. It's going to be interesting to see how Evan Neal develops, um, you know, at the right side this season. And uh, obviously, they have some issues at offensive line, some injuries and stuff. But uh, we'll see. That's going to be the key, the offensive line of the running back, because that's going to open up things for, for Daniel Jones and make it comfortable for him. The young tight end, too. They well, he's, saying, he's, a, he's a traditional quarterback that needs to drop back in the pocket and play the game, you know, the way it used to be played. But as far as the, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm uh, Aaron Boone and Donaldson is hey. watching this ball, oh, man. Get, get, I, I ream him out in the dugout. Could you like believe that nonsense? Could you believe that nonsense? Just I was screaming at Donaldson. I could not believe that a veteran ball player pulls that crap, Ralph. I was disgusted. And more disgusted yeah, in Boone. Oh, he's Boone he's, he's no, a wuss. He's no a big wuss. He's you know what? He's a wuss. He just is. That's the way he is. That's the way Aaron Boone is. And that's why this team doesn't play with the edge. You look at the Mets. The Mets play with an edge. I'm sorry. They play with Buck's edge. And and the and the Yankees play this sort of you know lackadaisical, nonsensical type of baseball where they're making mistakes on the base pads in the field. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. I thought I would have reamed him out, and and they didn't. Or if I would have done it in public, the Mets, I, the Mets got knocked off by the Nationals. I know. It can happen, you know. Baseball, oh, baseball. You know. But uh, you know, as far as far as that series goes, you can't hang their hopes. You can't uh, hang their uh, excuses on that one because you know they'll turn around and uh, and turn it around tonight against Pittsburgh. But as far as the Mets go, I like Showalter, and uh, as opposed to Boone, we're in heaven in Flushing because that because you know you're talking about a manager that actually knows how to handle people. Boone, Boone is a placator. Yeah. Boone's the guy that has to look up to the uh, 
the management upstairs in order to do anything. Right, he exactly. Has, he, has no, he has no autonomy. Yeah, Sal calls him a data applicator. Sal Licata calls him a data applicator, which he basically is. But it's not his fault. Listen, I would, it would be interesting to see if Cashman was gone and what would Boone do with his own autonomy. If he had his own control of the team, if he's making decisions. You can't tell me that he's making the decision of Aaron Judge batting first in the lineup and Donaldson batting behind him in the lineup, batting clean or batting third behind Judge with a 220, you know, batting order, uh, excuse me, batting average and a 692 OPS, which is pathetic. I mean, it really is. Well, Robbie, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason why the traditional lineup worked for 100 years. Of course. It actually, it actually <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the overthinking drives me absolutely banana. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts with the overthinking. Anyway, we're going to get so to the far, Giants as far, before. As far as, Cashman, as far as Cashman goes, you know, he's so ensconced in that organization. They, they could they could actually lose 100 games. They still wouldn't fire him. I know. Well, that's, that's, that's Hal's little boy. Don't you know that? Speaking That's of, little boy. I know that from what you say. Speaking yeah. of traditional lineups, can, can you imagine hearing this at Fenway Park? Batting leadoff. Rafael Devers, right? I mean, that's the same thing as like you said about Judge. It's, it makes it's no sense. So ridiculous! It's it's so asinine. And, t- and tell me something: as Judge proceeds to hit home run after home oh, run, oh geez, here we go. You're not a, you're not a bit you're not a bit suspicious. No, not at all. Do you own stock in well, a needle company? Say, why, what makes you so sure? What makes me so sure? Just because Aaron Judge is, first of all, he's a terrific ball player. Second of all, second of all, he's his integrity is, I believe, is impactful. I don't believe that he's the type of player that cheats. Um, he's just a, a great ball player who's huge. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's six foot seven that's hitting the ball, hits the ball harder than anybody. So, no, I think he's been great. I don't, I don't see that at all as far as as far as him doing any kind of uh, PED or anything like that. I think everything is legitimate. And I hope he breaks the record. I'm all excited. Runs in the American League. Excuse me? Who's second in home runs in the American League? Is Vladdy? Is Vladdy second? I can't remember. Oh, no, but because second in baseball. I, I, well, second I, in baseball is 39. Runs. Second in baseball is 39. Would be Matt, would be Schwaber out in Philadelphia. I think he has 39 or 40. Does that tell you something? No, it just tells me that Aaron Judge is a great player. I mean, uh, he just, he's just he hit 50 home runs already in his career, so why, sh- why shouldn't he be able to hit 50 more? I, don't, I mean, honestly. Why shouldn't he? He's gonna he's gonna finish with about sixty two home sixty three homers. We'll see. And uh, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me that he did it legitimately? Yes. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Now, Ralph, last week last week Cindy told me you got mad at me for insisting that he was on drugs. So <laughs> I have to I have to watch myself so I don't tick off the host here. But oh, geez. I, to me to me, I was in the bodybuilding world for a long time. I know, I know. Sean, Sean asked, asked me where I physique it's years oh, just and years of anabolic steroids. No, it's not true. But as far as far as my whole situation goes, I know what it's like for guys to, to using that stuff. Now you're not using it as a Mr. Olympia would use it. You use it sparingly, but he you, he's using something. Take Nothing. my word for it. I don't think so. Now, Ralph, let me ask you a question. What do you own stock in? Uh, PED companies <laughs> or syringes? <laughs> well, well I, I, hey, Sean, I, I I make my I manufacture my own syringes here in Washington. <laughs> okay. And let me tell you, they are. They are sterile and they are usable at all times. Yes. So Aaron Judge so purchased actually, them from you. I, so, I was so afraid to use the cream or the clear, so I just I just stayed away from everything. All right, Ralph, we got to wrap this up, man. We got a couple minutes left here. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for calling as always. All right, take it easy. All right, that's Ralph Romeo checking in. Check out his program. 
Yeah, four times a week, I guess, right? I always tune in into his program. It's excellent. So I was actually on the show the other day, on Ralphie's show, doing some shtick. But anyway, just look at the Giants' schedule, okay? So they start off, all right, um, with the Titans, okay? I think that's a loss on the road. That's my opinion. I think they can win the game against the Panthers as the next game at home. Then they have the Cowboys at home. That's winnable. Then they, they seem have- like they always beat the Cowboys at home. Yeah, sometimes. They haven't beaten them much lately the last few years, though. Yeah. But, yeah, they do seem to play better at home against them. Um, so they have the Cowboys in Week 3, then the Bears, and then the Packers. So to me, I mean, they could be 2-2. Two and two. Then they have the Packers, and they have the Ravens, okay, which I think are two losses. Then the Jaguars is just winnable. The Seahawks, and then they have the Texans and the Lions. Those four weeks in a row. They should win those all Those are all those. winnable games. They should win at least three right? of those. Then the Cowboys again. Then they have the, com- the Commanders. What a stupid name. It's so ridiculous. I like the Washington football team. They should have stuck with that. And then they have the Eagles, who are always, they, they never beat the Eagles. God, they never beat the Eagles a home or away. And then they have Washington again. So they have the Commanders back and forth uh, within, a, within a, a three-week span. They have them, uh, you know, same thing like with the Jets and the Patriots playing them, you know, twice in three weeks, which is kind of stupid. Then they have the Vikings, Colts, and the Eagles to, to end the season, which I think... I don't know. The Vi- they can beat the Vikings, but they're on the road. Then they're home against the Colts, and then they're uh, on the road against the Eagles, which they never win. So, to me, I'm looking at, you know, it could be eight wins, could be seven wins, could be worse, could be better. The Vikings always seem to uh, start out hot and then kind of slide yeah. down the road or t- towards the end of the season. So, you're probably catching Minnesota at the right time. Right, and then we got the Jets. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, you never know with Minnesota; they're so inconsistent. I mean, let's let's face it. I don't like the quarterback very much, and I don't like the coach very much. So, you know, it's they're inconsistent every year. Every year they go, oh, we have a great team, really talented team, defensive side, offensive side, but they never get it done. Yeah. And you wonder why sometimes. You're not a Kirk Cousins guy, huh? No, you don't like not that. at all. You like that. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I think he's decent. Yeah. He doesn't play well when it gets dark outside, but other than that, he's all right. <laughs> he hates the primetime spotlight. <laughs> so the Jets have, let's see, the Jets have, they open up with the Ravens. The Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers. That's going to be tough. One and three. Okay. Then they have the Dolphins, the Packers, the Broncos, the Pats, and the Bills. Loss. And then the Pats again. And then the Pats again. Then they have the Bears. Then they have the Vikings, Bills, Lions, Jags. Now, the Vikings and Bills, to me, are both losses. And then they have the Lions, Jags, and then they have... um, Who's the last couple games? I think they have have, uh, the Dolphins, I think, are the last game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, they can win a game down the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins are, are the most intriguing team to me in that division. I uh, know, me too, especially with Tyreek Hill joining yeah, the team. Yeah. I agree, because it's going to open up. The thing is, is Tua going to be able to, you know, to drop those you know, bombs down to him and stuff? Are they going to throw a lot of crossing patterns? He doesn't have the greatest arm, let's be honest. No, know? he doesn't. All right, so. But he's extremely accurate. Yeah, he's very accurate. Yeah, well, I loved him in college. I thought he was going to be a, a star in this league, but he's had too many injuries over the years. Obviously, I'm a Bama guy, so. And he yeah. had a coach that the first couple of years of his career didn't want him. Right, exactly. Wanted Herbert. Right, Wanted right. your guy, Herbert. There. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. I mean, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, so they have their schedules, you know, is, I mean, 
I don't know. The Jets, can, I mean, like you said, I mean, the Jets can win five games, six games. They can win more games. I still think their defense is competitive enough. You know, Mosley's playing for them too, right? So he's in the middle. They got, I mean, they have a legitimate, really good defense with some good personnel. Like I said, Carl Lawson's coming back. Johnson, you have the inside guy from Alabama. They have some guys that can play, you know, so we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, we've got about five minutes left in the show. So if anybody wants to give us a call, 413 445 Four three talking some NFL. So uh, did you see the baseball is going to a completely balanced schedule next year? I can't stand it. I am why so angry. Why do we angry. need more interleague play? Oh, please. Why do we need? Why do I need to more trips out west to play the lousy western teams? Why do I need to see that? I want to see the Red Sox. I want to see Baltimore. I want to see Tampa. I want to see the Blue Jays. I think it's ridiculous. I love the divisional play the nineteen times. I can't a year. stand a, a balanced schedule. Who well, They say, well, it's not fair when all these other teams are playing. You know, these interleague games. It's like, so what? So now we're gonna have it to all watch, balances out. Now we're know? gonna have to watch the Cubs and the Marlins. Right? And why the do I want to see the Mar- Diamondbacks right. and the Pirates and well, these teams? That why we do don't I want to see the Yankees play the Pirates about? and the Diamondbacks? I mean, honestly. Ugh. It's just so ridiculous. I cannot believe that we have to go to a balance. Who the hell decided on this? Was this a decision amongst amongst the Major League Baseball players and owners? This was a compromise between the two sides? I can't believe it. I wonder if Ding Dong Manfred came up look with this Look at the travel. Well, just look at the ridiculous excess traveling you have to do, too. Like you right? said, all these extra West Coast trips. I hate the West Coast trips. They're ridiculous. Games are on at like 1030 at night and at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's just ridiculous. It's nuts. I mean, the only, the only team I actually look forward to seeing when they do this is... Uh, uh, the Dodgers. Well, yeah, of coming, course. Mookie's of course. coming back to Fenway next year. For oh, that's going to be time. fun. That'll that's going to be cool. But I don't want to see the Chicago Cubs, the 100 lost Cubs, the terrible rebuilding Pittsburgh Pirates, all these terrible Always teams. rebuilding. Yeah. You know what amazes me? That all these owners are billionaires. You took at the guy in Oakland. Why didn't you just move the team to Vegas, for crying out loud? It's I, probably going to happen in a year or two. But if he moves to Vegas, he still has, he's still a billionaire. He's still a billionaire in Oakland. So, I mean, what's the difference whether he's a billionaire in Oakland or a billionaire in, in Vegas? If you put a good team on the field, people will come. I mean, Oakland has a tradition. They, when I was a kid, they won three World Series championships in a row. Not to mention the 90s teams with the Bash Brothers, or I call them the Steroid Brothers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Why, why these owners don't spend money? I know they don't have television contracts like Yes or like SNY or like Nesson or any of these major, you know, superstation type of setups. But, I mean, come on. What are you doing to your fans? What are you telling your fans when you're trading Matt Chapman away? What are you telling your fans when you can't resign Olsen, right? What are you telling your fans? What are you when you let your three top pitchers go, including Starling Marte again, another fielding? They let, let think about this. They let three of their best players in the field go last year and and their three best pitchers. And Bassett too, right? Bassett's gone too. Yeah. And Bassett's gone too. Yeah. So the three top pitchers and their three top players, gone. Can you imagine if that the Yankees and the Red Sox, Devers is gone, here Bogars is gone, okay, J.D. Martinez is gone, and so are the three of their pitchers. Okay, what do they do now? Here come the Pawtucket Red Sox. I mean, well, the, the thing is with, with, with Heimblum, the one thing I will give him credit for is he didn't trade away all, the, all these guys at the trade deadline, right. which they talked about. He tried to keep a fairly competitive team on the field just to make it interesting. And you can re-sign Vasquez. He's a free agent next year. And if I'm the Red Sox, I'm going back and I'm re-signing him. Just, I don't know what they got for him, but they should re-sign him. They just gave uh, K.K. Hernandez game. a one-year extension, which I like uh, the well, most. He I was think hurt he's all year, but uh, he's he, a great clubhouse guy. And he's a, he's a clutch hitter, and he's a leadoff guy. They missed his table setting tremendously this season. They really did. you got to re-sign Bogarts, give Devers a contract. Yeah, absolutely. Keep that core there. Why you not? To. you just got to improve the pitching. The offensive uh, talent is there. It's about pitching. It's all about pitching when it comes to the postseason. They just made it and harder the on themselves because Bogarts is probably going to win the batting title this year. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, just... 
amazes me. So what's unbelievable is that we're almost done. I know. Um, I can't believe it. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's ten fifty nine right here. It's another edition of Cronin and Zook here on WTBR. I know. I can't believe it. It's like where where, where are we going here? Amazing. Goodness God. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so so your so your Super Bowl prediction you got you like uh, I like Rams over the Bills, Rams Bills, and I like Bills Packers. We'll see if uh, Aaron Rodgers can finally get back to the big dance. But it all starts Sunday, folks. Starts and, Thursday night, Super Bowl preview. Yeah, right, Super Bowl preview. There you go. Anyway, thank you so much for being with us, and tune in next week to Cronin and the Zook right here on WTBR eighty nine point seven. Stay tuned all day for great programming on WTBR and Beatles Forever at four o'clock. Robbie Zucker Zook in the and the <laughs> Sean Croden saying goodbye for now. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care of yourself and be well.